Hey fellow nerds, I'm Megan Smiley, and this is the Lawyer's Escape Pod. For those of you who've gotten into practice, looked around, and thought, so this is my life? I get it. You're in deep, and you feel stuck. You may have no idea what the next step would be, or maybe you have an idea, but think it's unrealistic. I truly believe that there's a path forward for each of us if we're intentional about finding it. And this podcast will be a great source of advice and inspiration for you to make that leap to a more fulfilling career. Today I'm speaking with Jackie Suarez, who's a former newscaster turned lawyer. She did both civil litigation and public defense, who now owns Neat Method Sacramento, where she's a professional organizer. I love hearing stories about people who have made such big transitions, and I am sure that you're really going to enjoy her story too. Hi, Jackie. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I am too. So let's um, just jump right in. Um, Sort of, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what initially took you to law school? Yeah. um, You know, actually, I started out my career, I guess, uh, in journalism, and I was a television reporter. Uh, But I grew up uh, with a law enforcement family and there, there was actually a case that happened while I was a television reporter in Grand Junction, Colorado. Um, and it was a, a really sad story. Uh, a husband reports wife missing. I think we knew where this is going. Um, reports wife and daughter missing. We go out there. We cover this distraught husband. Um, case progresses. He is ultimately arrested for the murder and of his wife and daughter who has still never been found. Um, and so I, I covered this case from, from beginning, from going out there the night he reports them to through his trial and his conviction. And, and I was sitting there thinking I would much rather be on the other side um, doing the case, doing the investigating than um, sitting here on the background and, and waiting for the story. So um, that's kind of, it started like going through my mind and, and law school had always kind of been in my mind. And that was kind of like the tipping point. Um, so that's, that's kind of what led me to go to law school. Um, and that's where I ended up. Oh, did you enjoy law school? I did enjoy law school. Um, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It was hard work. Um, I worked full time at a law firm while I went to law school and went at night uh, yeah, that I am always so impressed with people who <laughs> can do that. <laughs> um, you know, and, th- and that's what happens when, you know, I was in my 20s, um, my mid 20s, and uh, ha- had to make a living too. So uh, that's what I did. And I enjoyed it. I had a good time. But I really liked the experience I was getting, being able to work as a law clerk at a law firm during the day that paid my bills and then go yeah. to law school. So I kind of got both sides um, of it all at once. Right. So you were sort of getting a sense of what you were getting into while you were in school. For sure. And it it helped me make some decisions down the road. Um, I think I I had, um, you know, a good awareness of what I was getting into, which I think that there are some people um, and in law school today that maybe don't get the full awareness. Um, Yeah. I think some of us are like... um, ostriches with our head in the sand and people maybe telling us things about <laughs> the right. realities. And, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the realities. And also, you know, I think it, it depends on what takes you to law school. Um, everybody's kind of got a different path, but um, 
I think it's hard to really understand what it's like uh, day to day without without getting an opportunity to experience it while you're in law school. Yeah, definitely. And so what kind of work were you doing at that firm? So I was uh, at a, a plaintiff's personal injury firm, a pretty large firm here in California um, and in Sacramento, working on the plaintiff's side. Uh, and I left there my third year, beginning of my third year to go work for a criminal defense attorney who was doing a murder case and uh, needed a law clerk for a murder case and specifically wanted a female um, because of the dynamics of the case. Right. And so I went to work for him working on a murder case for about eight weeks and then ended up at the public defender's office um, after that. So interned at the public defender's office the rest of my third and fourth and post-bar years. Wow. Well, that must have been pretty interesting. I, I would say of the people I know who enjoy practicing law, a fair number of them are public defenders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really liked that practice. It yeah. was um, it's interesting. And I think most of them will tell you um you know, days are just not the same. (laughs) Um, And you encounter things that you never thought you would encounter in life um, or experiences, but it's interesting and it's uh, creative and uh, you really feel kind of a sense of purpose too. So I think maybe that's why they like it. And I really liked it as well. But um, I, you know, I made some, some changes and went back into the civil world after a few years of doing public defender work. So, so what was the next step for you there? Uh, the next step for me, I went in and was working insurance defense. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where I spent the rest of, of my time uh, until I um, saw myself out. <laughs> <laughs> and so how long were you doing the uh, insurance defense? Uh, I guess about eight, eight, eight and a half years. Okay. So a significant portion of. Yes. And I still, you know, I still, um, I still do dabble here and there. Um, I uh, sometimes have people ask me to do some, uh, to help out kind of on a need basis if I have the time. Um, so just to kind of keep my mind fresh and because I, I did love being a lawyer. Um, but I didn't love being a lawyer. It just, there were other things to consider. I usually get to this later, but just sort of that, you know, that, that idea in your head of when, when you change, are you thinking this is it? I'm leaving the law forever. And it sounds like for you, that isn't a door that you wanted to close completely. Totally. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that I'm done being a lawyer. Um, I think that my circumstances in, in, in my life situation as it is now, um, it just was better suited and I wanted to try something else, but, um, I don't think, and I think that's the beauty of being a lawyer too, is you can always, I feel like you can always go back. Um, it's a skill set that you have for the rest of your life. So, um, you know, even I if totally you think, agree. Yeah. You know, I think people think it's this people build the decision up in their mind to be like, oh my God, I've put all this time and energy and money into this and now I'm going to walk away from it and it's now a complete waste of my time that I've done this and I'll never be able to do anything related again. And I, I just think that's like, we just get in our heads about it, but that isn't the reality. Um, I don't think so you, either. Yeah. 
I and think- even if you don't actually practice law, you you probably use it in the next thing that you do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can, I just, you know, even when I was in um, as a lawyer, and but even now that, you know, what I'm doing is not remotely related to law, home organizing. Yeah, um, yeah let's get into that soon. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, I, but you still, you know, critical thinking skills, um, the ability to, to, to deal with people and organize and, and, and all of these things are, are just skills that no matter what you do with them, it's something that you've learned through the process of law school and organizing thoughts and classes and work and just working hard. I mean, I I think so much about law school is really just a test of how hard you're willing to work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think (laughs) some of us underestimate just how much we learned and accomplished through that process, you know, sort of because everyone around you is doing the same thing. So you think, oh, it's, it doesn't necessarily feel like sort of particularly special, but then you realize, oh no, I did really learn some great skills and they are transferable. Totally. Yeah. And so I, I, I agree. I, you know, I always say that I live my life in chapters. Um, I love that. And I think that this is just a chapter and I don't, and I don't understand why the next chapter can't take me, you know, maybe I go back. I, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll wait and see when this chapter ends. Yeah. I, I love that. Cause I, that's very much how I think about these things too. Um, and I hope that's something that, you know, we can communicate just like you don't, you don't necessarily even have to know what all the chapters are. It's okay totally. to just <laughs> do, the, do whatever the next one is and you'll figure it out. Figure it out as you go. That's yes. okay. You don't have to have a full life plan set out. I know. But I think that's hard for people who have been on this sort of tight track with, with very clear next steps and sort of procedures and things you're supposed to accomplish. And I think it feels very, you feel very unmoored if you don't have that. Um, right. And it kind of goes to, Yeah. I mean, yeah. Most, most of us who are in, uh, you know, go to law school and in the legal profession tend to lean towards the type A. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, you know, to not have a plan is scary and to not know is scary. And, um, you know, I think we tend to be risk averse as well. Um, yeah. So how risk averse would you say you consider yourself, like, especially when when you were thinking about leaving the practice of law, mm-hmm. how did that pro- how did that process go, and how did your risk aversion or lack of risk aversion play into your thought process? Um, you know, I never really thought about it um, until I was talking to my husband about it, um, mm-hmm. and he is completely risk averse. Um, okay. <laughs> the day I came home to my husband and said, um, "So I'm going to leave." practice of law and I'm going to do neat full time and neat method is the company. Um, and the look on his face, I think I never really thought about it. Um, but I've never done anything like it before. So maybe that's why I I don't think I've ever been a huge risk taker. Um, most of my decisions had been calculated and so was this one. Um, Mm -hmm but much more of an unknown and a lot less of a safety net underneath me. Yeah. So maybe you can tell us, we keep uh, sort of dancing around it, but just tell us exactly what it is that you've transitioned to and how you got into that particular field. Cause it's 
really interesting. It's not where you, I've never heard of anyone sort of making that transition before. Yeah. I, um, I am a professional organizer. I own a company called Neat Method. Um, I own the franchise in Sacramento. So it's a national company, um, started Mm -hmm. by two women originally in San Francisco. And now we're actually in about 70 cities and Canada just launched in Canada. Um, and I, part of my type A personality is I've always been really organized um, and having a neat, tidy, organized space is kind of how I process things and how I deal with stress and anxiety. Um, Sounds familiar. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think a lot of people can probably um, Yeah. So I was doing it kind of, I, I always say I was like an amateur and now I've gone pro. Um, yeah. I was doing it for friends and family and doing it around the house. And um, I had my second child. I had, um, they are now two and four. I just turned two, just turned four. But after I, the birth of my two-year-old, um, and I was a trial attorney doing trials litigation, um, okay. I was trying a couple, I, I, I think I was trying like my second or third case since being back after maternity leave. And it was just hard and I wasn't yeah. finding joy in it anymore. Um, so I wanted to find, you know, what, what brought me joy and also wanted to be able to spend more time with my boys. And, um, I was a follower of neat method and I saw that they were looking to expand and I sent him an email and I said, how about Sacramento? Um, and what is the process for owning a franchise? It's, um, it's pretty in depth. Um, it took about six weeks of back and forth and interviews and things of that nature. Um, Mm -hmm you know, before the decision was made. Um, and you know, everybody wants to make sure it's a good fit for everyone. Um, and I, I've never owned a business before. I have no idea. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm still figuring that part out, but yeah, well, that, that was sort of my question is I think it's sort of an interesting option in a way because it's, it's your own business, but there are these, um, there are these guidelines. Right. And it's, it was nice because one of the things I liked about Neat Method was it had a, um, you know, a, a following of people. Um, it's stylistically and uh, the way that they go about doing their method is, is kind of along the same lines as I, as I was already doing. Um, mm-hmm. And it was for somebody who's never owned a business before, it was actually, I think, easier for me than having to start from scratch and design websites and marketing materials right. and logos. And um, I think it allowed me to hit the ground running versus spending six to eight months prepping a business right. to then start. I, you know, I was able to kind of um, jump into it and I did side hustle for a while. So I, oh, okay. I started neat while I was still at my firm. Oh, um, Okay. And I started, uh, so I started Neat in June, thinking that I would probably, it would probably be about a, a Neat Sacramento. I would say yeah. about a year or so that I would try and do double duty. And it just kind mm-hmm. of exploded and took off um, and it got to be too much. And so by end of November, I made the decision to try and pursue it full time. Well, that makes, that makes sense. I think sort of in a way to approach a shift it, when you can test something out and mm-hmm. do it on the side. So you don't have to completely jump into the deep end all at once. (laughs) You know, I think, 
I think it's interesting to hear of all these sort of different ways of structuring a transition so that it doesn't feel like you're just jumping off a cliff. Right. And my situation, you know, it was, it was, I could do it on the weekends. Um, yeah. And then I could do the business side of it after my kids went to sleep because they still go to sleep so early. Um, So I was able to do that, but I was also just burning the candle at both ends. Um, And it was worth it because I was building something. But at the end of the day, uh, it just became too much. And I decided to do something that I thought was a better fit for our family. Um, And it's, it's been good. It's been hard. It's um, you know, but what's uh, the hardest part? still not having a safety net. Um, yeah. I've always had a steady paycheck. I mean, since I was 16, I've had a steady paycheck. Yeah. So to go from that to, um, you know, hustling and, and working hard and doing those things and not knowing, um, yeah. and I didn't, you know, some people have the, um, the benefit of, and I shouldn't say, you know, I was a breadwinner in my family with my mm-hmm. husband, obviously he is as well but we relied on my income. So it wasn't like I could just leave it and be like, it's okay. We don't need it. You know, and right, I think right. that's, that's kind of the handcuff a lot of lawyers have is we make, usually make a, a decent salary. Um, and that can become a handcuff. You know, we get yes, to the golden handcuffs. Yes, it is the golden <laughs> handcuffs. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, that was, that was a situation. So I think that's the hardest part. And I, and I do work a lot still. So, it's, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm just, you know, working a couple hours. I work a lot, but I have a flexibility so I can be home during the day or pick up my kids and then work in the evening if I need to or things like that. Yeah. And so, you know, we kind of talked about the fact that you didn't look at this shift as a necessarily a permanent move away from law, but were there any parts other than the financial sort of, you know, the new financial situation? Did you do you miss practicing? Mm-hmm. Do you miss sort of being able to be like, yeah, I work at you know firm or whatever. Absolutely, sort of prestige. <laughs> yeah, it's there. That's a that's a real thing, and yeah. um, and I think sometimes, and I and I don't know how to say this um, nicely. Um, yeah, just say it right. Away. <laughs> you know, I, people are like, oh, you. Um, you know, I, I don't know. There's just, there's something about being saying I'm a lawyer um, right. and that we identify and, and a lot of lawyers, it's, it's a part of our persona. It's how we identify. Um, yep. And so for me to, you know, uh, people assume that I'm a stay at home mom, which is hard. I would never be a stay at home mom because I am not made to be a stay at home mom. Right. Right. Hard. It is way too hard. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm like, and, and a lot of times I'm like, oh no, I'm a lawyer or I don't, and I don't know why I do that. I know I did that too for years and still I kind of do, you know, I work with foreign lawyers from all over the world and they come in and they assume I'm not a lawyer and I find a way to like work it in a conversation, Absolutely. just sort of like they, they treat me with some level of respect. I don't know if it's in my head or. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, totally. I know. And I, yeah. I feel like I do the same thing. I, I find a way to kind of work it in. Um, and, and then afterwards I'm always like in the car, like, why did I do that? Why did I yeah. do that? Um, yeah. it doesn't matter, but it, it is, I think it's an internal thing. I don't think, but they do, I get this perception of, Oh, they think of me differently if I'm a lawyer versus 
I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's because, you know, so much of what we do is based on being perceived as smart and um, respected. And we spent so much time in school being told that you have to be smart and good. And, right. you know, I, I don't know. But yeah, I think there are two sides of that. There's one that might be like, you know, being in our heads about sort of the legitimacy that is being a lawyer. But there's also the truth that, you know, someone might say, hey, I do want to work with you, both because you're good at organizing and because you seem like a pretty well-trained, smart, reliable person, because Mm -hmm. saying that you're a lawyer does sort of give someone information about your background and the skills that you bring to the table. Right. And I, and I agree with that sometimes too, because like I'll go in and we'll, you know, we'll have like do offices or a home office or something. And I'm like, I spent years in an office. I understand an office, you know? Um, so I, so I do. And also I think too, it gives them a, a, a level of, okay, well, she's probably a good business person, which uh, I'm figuring that out. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I do think that there does come a level of trust or respect, um, you know, like, oh, she's not going to screw me over because she's a lawyer. Right, right. Like somehow it's like, oh, okay, she's a nerd. She was, she'll, she'll do this right. <laughs> she's clear. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, particularly for your business, it's sort of type A is the transferable, you know, whether it's a skill or it's a state of being. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, you know, I think that going into business and doing it on your own seems both really exciting and challenging. Um, And I think it's great that you're doing something that you're like, ah, I don't fully know how to do this. And I'm still and I'm I'm learning as I go. Like, what Mm -hmm. has that experience been like? Um, It's been really interesting and really scary. Um, You know, there's things about um, our the business in organizing and that I never thought about uh, as part of law, like Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. I am, oh yeah. I don't <laughs> learning and Instagram is very important in, in my business because it's a visual and it gives people, it's almost like having a virtual portfolio. Um, yeah. And so, well, I started, I started following the neat method after, after we connected oh, and right. I'm just like, Oh, this is, this is really good for my OCD. Tendencies. It is. I know. It's, it's just so like, it's so nice to just look at it and it's just, you know, yes. and, um, Oh, I love it. And it's learning all of those things, like how to take a photograph that, you know, that translates well and all of these things that I have no idea. And so I spend a lot of my time, you know, uh, watching podcast or listening to podcasts or watching videos or reading about, you know, things that I don't know about uh, QuickBooks. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, these are all things that, um, you know, being part of a firm, um, uh, we didn't you know, and being a lawyer, that was like somebody else did that stuff. Um, and so, yeah, just those little things. And I spend a lot of time educating myself again. And I think that's, you know, circling back to what we talked about, something, you know, you learn in law school is just how to study, how to research, how to find the answers to your questions. And I, and I spend a lot of time doing that and I like doing that and have the ability to do that. And a lot of that is the time that I spent in college and in law school doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it it makes me think there's this book, and I'm forgetting the name, the the person who wrote it, but it's called Mindset. And there's this idea of 
having a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Um, and, you know, taking on a new career where you have to teach yourself how to do all these new things. It's very much a growth mindset in the set. You're like, yeah, I don't know it, but I believe that I can learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think lawyers have that within the bubble of the law. But if you ask them to apply that thinking outside of law, sometimes that's where we put go into a fixed mindset um, shell where we think, oh, I that I don't do that. I couldn't figure all that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, you know, I think tapping into the ability to, to say to yourself, I can figure this out. Like, yeah, I have no idea how to do this, but they're resources and I can, I can figure it out. <laughs> right. Like the first time, you know, you got asked to write a motion or research an issue and, you know, yeah. the things that law school does not prepare you for. Um, right. <laughs> learned about like, like a lot of things in practice, a lot of things. Yeah. And, and, you know, the practice, one of the things I do love about the practice of law is I feel like, um, and, and specifically in, in the area that I worked both in criminal and, and even in the civil world is I felt like I got to kind of become a little bit of an expert on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know more medical terminology and more about how the spine works and things right. like that than I ever thought. Because you spend so much time with experts, you spend so much time, um, you know, prepping and reading depositions and um, yeah. those little things. So it, it is that mindset. You you can go on and learn a little bit about a lot of things. And I think most lawyers would agree that they know a, a little bit about a lot of things. And right. It's that same mindset. You know, they they might not have known anything. I knew nothing about, you know, the anatomy of the spine before I started. And I can tell you a lot about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I practice corporate law. I took one corporations class in law school and I got to work was like, oh, I guess I guess I have to learn all of this. (laughs) Yeah. You know, know, because people who, who don't who are outside of the law are like, oh, hey, I have this question about family law. You're a lawyer, right? <laughs> this is my husband's number one beef. He's like, water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink. No lawyer can answer any of the questions I have. None. It's like, uh, I took a, I think my family law class was a semester. Yeah. <laughs> There's right. community property, right? That's like all I know. Uh, yeah. And we're also trained to CYA, right? So I'm like, well, I can't, I can't I give you advice if I don't feel qualified. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. So. Um, yeah, and people exactly. were like, oh, wait a second, you spent all this time in law school. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that is, that's definitely something lawyers understand that non-lawyers seem to uh, <laughs> not, not be as familiar with. Right. <laughs> well, I was wondering if you have any, like, resources that you would recommend to people who might be thinking about making a shift, whether it's a book you read, or like you said, you've been listening to other podcasts, or just a piece of advice you came across that stuck with you at some point? You, you know, um, I was thinking about this um, and maybe I should have <laughs> read more books. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't. Um, I didn't. Um, but that's not to say that um, I, you know, I have it in life. And, and I think that the um, my advice was really is the, the life in chapters and, I didn't come up with that. I got that from one of uh, the first attorneys that I worked for. 
Um, and she was actually telling it to me more in a personal sense. Um, yeah. when talking about, I think I had broken up with a boyfriend and she was talking about, um, her first husband and now her current, um, they're not technically married, but they've been together for like 25 years. Um, and and so she was talking about it in, in this sense. And it was, it just appealed to me that in anything in life, she's like, I don't know why we have to, everything has to be so final. Um, and, and, you know, you don't have to live your life that way. And it's always stuck with me um, through relationships, through houses, through jobs. Um, you know, I, I have been known to always say, okay, next chapter. Um, and, yep. and that's, I think, maybe a piece of advice that I would give the people who maybe are on the bubble or thinking, no, I'm a lawyer. Um, you are a lawyer, but maybe the next chapter is different. Um, and, you know, just see where it's willing to take you. Um, and you know, that's always my best piece of advice is, and, and think about it, you know, it's uh, obviously you don't just jump off the bridge, but, um, think about what, what chapters and where, you know, where you want your story to go and, and follow through and follow it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's great advice. Um, because I think, people don't even necessarily allow themselves to to really examine the question of what they want to do because they feel like they've already committed to their lifetime in on this particular track mm-hmm. and it's it's what you said giving yourself permission to consider alternatives and consider that the next chapter might be something you didn't anticipate yeah i mean if you were to ask me even even 2 years ago if i thought that this is where i would be the answer would have been no. I mean, it happened relatively fast for me. Um, it was, you know, like, like I said, my, my son was born in August, um, 2017. Uh, I went back to work in January, um, of 2018. And by November of 2018, I had left. Um, it was a very fast transition, for me, um, a lot faster than I thought it was going to be. It was kind of like, I'm not happy. Something needs to change. Let's start looking at my options. And then it all just kind of came together, um, in a very, very short period of time. So there's absolutely no way that (laughs) I I could have envisioned that this is where I would be and, you know, where I'm going to be in two more years or five more years. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll wait and see. Yeah. And that there's something exciting about that. You don't, you know, if you always knew exactly where you were going to be, to me, that is a stifling thought, yeah. <laughs> not a comforting thought. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, people are, people are different. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, th- Thank you so much. Before we wrap up, I just wondered if you wanted to let people know where they might find you. Maybe they're in Sacramento and need help uh, organizing. Yeah. In Sacramento, um, you can, um, my email is Jackie at neat, N-E-A-T method.com. It's all one word. Um, you can check out my Instagram, which is Sacramento neat. 
Um, and obviously check out Neat Method, which is the national page. And then there's probably a Neat Method in your city. So, um, you know, if you need help organizing, we are in, like I said, 70 cities and now in Canada. But um, give us a follow on Instagram and, and see. And um, there's always somebody there to help. And uh, we love organizing um, and we love other type A personalities. Like I was going to say, it must, it's a good audience, right? We're all type A's and yes. we're a little organization. And it's so good organizing for people who are already a little bit organized and just need that like little push over. Um, yes. Those are always the really fun projects. All right. Well, thank you again, Jackie. This has been a real pleasure chatting with you. And yeah, thanks again. Thanks for having me. And uh, I think this is a really great topic. Oh, thanks a lot. Wrap up time, nerds. So here's what I really took away from this conversation. First of all, Jackie doesn't view leaving the law as a permanent move. And she even still does some contract work on the side. If you're not sure whether the practice of law is for you or not, don't worry that taking a step away to explore other avenues will mean that you've permanently closed that door. Also, a side hustle is a great way to test out a potential new career before leaving your job. I know it doesn't feel like there are enough hours in the day for more work, but if you have something in mind that you'd love to explore but aren't sure you're ready to chuck it all for moving, you you owe it to yourself to devote some time to trying. It's not meant to be a permanent situation. Most likely you'd eventually rule it in or out, but feel grateful you even have an inkling of an idea as to what else you might enjoy doing. You're a step ahead of a lot of people. Jackie also jumped into running her own business, having no real experience running a business, and she openly admits that she's still figuring it out. But I think that's the only way to do it. If you wait until you're 100% ready, it will never happen. Trust that you're smart and resourceful enough to figure some of these things out as you go. Finally, I really loved her idea of having chapters in your life. We probably all feel that on some level. College was a chapter. Law school was a chapter. But they were chapters we expected to come and go, so maybe that was more comfortable. But there's nothing wrong with you if practicing turns out to be just a chapter in your life. Lots of chapters end that were still well worth going through.